Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast, Aggressive Retool Edition. That's right. We're changing things up. And by aggressive retool, I mean changing nothing. We have changed nothing. And in fact, Kevin Weeks called and said that he would like to, he's a big fan of ours and would like to join the podcast on a regular basis. And we said, fuck you, Kevin Weeks. We can't make the scheduling work. So hope you like how we've in, uh, improved our podcast. My name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. And I am joined by Utah's Rookie of the Year sports journalist. Hey, everybody. It's Brendan. How are you? I'm pissed. Yeah. So let's do a little bit of. I don't know if um... you saw me tweet this out, but the only fly, I have plenty of flyers apparel, but the only flyer shirt that I wear with any pride nowadays is my Oscar, Oscar Strong shirt, which is now no longer a flyer shirt. And I got the Shane Gosses pair, North Team North America shirt as well. I'll wear that with pride. And that's not a flyer shirt anymore either. But you know what? We got socially problematic Shane Gosses pair, Walmart brand. I thought you were going to say your flyers tank top so you can show off your uh, muscles. But Well, but see, that, that means uh, I have some pride in the flyers, which I do not. But the organization yeah. that is tearing itself apart. So for those who are the not, guys of competing, those who are not in uh, the flyers realm of hockey, mm-hmm. Twitter, whatever fandom, yep. general fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to give the like, um, just kind of the lowdown on, on the flyers right now? Ooh, how much time do we have? Um, I don't know. Try not to make it too long. Okay, um, so I'll start here. There has been the rumor. So I don't know if you remember this, Brendan, but uh, either a year ago or two years ago, I had this plan that the Flyers should trade for the rights for Johnny Goudreau because, hey, the team's going to be good. And it sounds like he wants to be a Flyer at the end of his contract anyway. So there was already this rumor that Johnny Goudreau, when he, his Flames contract runs out, would want to join the Flyers. Let's just trade for him and... We'll, we'll, he can stay on that his current deal for the, the remaining year. We can extend it or whatever, right? That never happened. Uh, and then he ran out his contract as at the Flames. Um, and this is so this there's this been this idea for a long time that maybe Johnny Gaudreau wants to come home because he's from the Philadelphia area. If you are the Flyers GM and you want to be competitive. And this player might have won Flyers pajamas at one point, right? Flyers you, And you have, you have a year to plan for this. And no, you know that other GMs in the league might also understand that this player wants to come to your team. Would you then make sure you have the flexibility to sign him? Or would you trade for expensive defensemen and extend another expensive defenseman so that you would have to then trade a contract away in order to sign this best player? So the 
long story short, the too long didn't read mm-hmm. is the Flyers instead of making mm-hmm. space for to make at least make a run at Johnny Goudreau. Yes. Uh, instead, decide to use that cap space and not particularly well. I'll do you one better. They used the cap space on other pieces before they could use it on Johnny Goudreau. That's really the issue here. Well, one of the issues. Um, because what that means is that if you want to move cap space to bring Johnny Goudreau in, you have no leverage. And other teams can take advantage of that, which means if you want to bring in Johnny Goudreau and you need to trade away for that, trade away JVR's contract, for example, in order to do it, teams know we can name our price. And for us, that price is a first round draft pick because you no longer have the flexibility to say no. And if you want to say no, well, now you don't get Johnny Goudreau. And that's what the Flyers did. They prioritized, uh, they prioritized re-signing Rasmus Ristolainen, which you gave up assets to acquire and has been dog shit for. Like, the Flyers' defense has been garbage all season, and you want to say, we need to improve the defense. Well, then why are you bringing back Rasmus Ristolainen, extending him for five years and an expensive cap hit? And all by the way, we're going to spend more assets to acquire Tony D'Angelo, who might be an okay hockey player, but the one thing he can't do is protect his own net. Okay, how are you improving the defense? We're going to bring back Justin Braun. So you're bringing back all of these players and not really improving the team. And somehow, somehow we have fewer draft capital, less draft capital. So we can't even like tear it down and rebuild through the draft if we wanted to now. And we're over the cap and we haven't re-signed our free agents. But you say we are a bottom five team in the league currently. And we no longer have our best player. And you did nothing to replace that player. And you say we can compete for a cup. We were never in on Johnny Goudreau because we have faith in the current guys on the roster. I say bullshit you weren't in for Johnny Goudreau. If you weren't in for Johnny Goudreau, why did you wave Oscar Limblom, everybody's favorite player, because he survived fucking cancer? You waved him to, to save $3 million so you can bring back Justin Braun and a guy who fights? That's bullshit. And you want to aggressively retool? I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Um, so I guess I mentioned that the, 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 the main issue is that Chuck Fletcher doesn't have a plan and backs himself into a corner now. He no longer has any leverage for any of the trades he ever makes. Um, but the other really big issue is he doesn't seem to uh, have a plan ever for anything Uh given that he's kind of in this we need to acquire like we need to make the team better but we're also not willing to do anything to do that all righty what are we doing (laughs) yeah what are we doing as a as a neutral outsider outside observer am i the crazy one no 
I mean, is Chuck, is Chuck Fletcher going? No, it's the kids who are out of touch. Yeah. So assuming Ryan Ellis is healthy, which God knows that no, that he, if we if we could assume that, then they wouldn't have acquired Tony D'Angelo. But it's hypothetical, right? Okay. Ryan Ellis is is healthy, right? Okay. You'd be spending thirty one million dollars, roughly on a defense that sucks yes that seems impossible ah but now we've got players that can fight and hit so we will be tougher to play against so if you're not thinking like a broad street hockey bully so by the way if the flyers as it currently stands on cat friendly if the flyers have a healthy ryan ellis they'd have one of literally like a top three most expensive blue line and a bottom three defense that wrist alignment contract is so bad the original trade was bad and then they just like, doubled down on it on the extension because chuck fletcher couldn't come to grips with the fact that he had made a bad decision or he has some i've heard this theory thrown around that the uh, i don't know how accurate this is but the old broad street bullies that are still in the building like bob clark have too much of an influence that might be possible but like what the heck but you're right no that contract is horrendous um particularly like the one piece you can build around is carter hart but you're not doing him any favors with the way this defense is currently built you're only players that can really Shut down guys are Ivan Provrov, a healthy Ryan Ellis, and Travis Sanheim, kind of. And Provrov was garbage last year. Ellis was hurt last year. Maybe we see something from Cam York. Maybe. But I, he, looked, he looked competent last year. Maybe he's good. But you can't run this defense back and expect Carter Hart to be successful. Yeah, that's and adding Tony D'Angelo, maybe he's a fine hockey player, but the one thing we know he can't do is defend his own net. I guess there's always the suggestion of he can help your team out on on you know breakouts, transitions. Um, you know, maybe if you attach Justin Braun to him, uh, somebody's playing defense. Thirty-five year old Justin Braun. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. It's funny, like your blue line is. Um, pretty young youngish with the exception of justin braun like everybody is like 25 26 plus cam york and then uh well, well yeah and, well, ryan if, and if we're assuming ryan ellis is healthy which, which is again not a good big if how was rasmus first line in 27 didn't he just get drafted like a few years ago you know it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that he uh scored the uh, game-winning goal in overtime for Finland at the World Juniors. Hmm. Is that why people like him? Like, as hockey men like him? Like well, he hockey had a men like him because he's big. And, yeah, well, yeah, international result. He, he's got two things working for him, at least as a prospect uh, back in the day. He was big, and he had good international results. Um, so that's what I'm going with. Oh, oh, by the way, you know who the Flyers still haven't signed? 
Um, who? The one piece they got for Claude Drew. They mm. haven't re-signed Owen Tippett. So he's, he's he's an RFA. They haven't re-signed him, and they're over the cap anyway. So um, is Travis Sanheim still on the trade block, or has he never left? Uh, he is his one year left on his contract and he's a UFA after this deal. So I would imagine if the flyers are not in contention, you move him at the deadline. I just always feel like he's always on the verge of getting moved. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think it's because he's not a, he's not a high ceiling guy and he's, I mean, he is what he is at this point. And he's, he's a perfectly solid second pair defenseman. And he's a little bit streaky, but he can do well at both ends. Like, he provides value, but he's not your superstar defenseman that you want to lock down. So it say, makes sense that he, he's a guy that you can move. I say I feel like the two Travises are always one of them. One of them is always on the trade block. Yeah. Well, I think the, the thing with Travis Konechny is he makes money. So you want to not a lot of money. He makes five million a year. Um. So you, that's not necessarily an albatross contract but it is a contract that if you if you need to make space you want to try to move it if that makes sense um but the other thing with travis connect is we've seen him at his best right his all-star season and we've also seen him not at his best so what is the true value the true on ice value of travis connect depends on who you ask is he a piece you want to build around maybe is he not? Is he just is he just a second line forward? Possibly. Cool. Consistency with Travis Konechny, I think, is the, one of the big reasons why he's always like in the rumors of, oh, he could move. Does that make sense the way I broke that down? Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else? Because we've been going on about the Flyers for like 10 minutes now. Uh, man, this is... Uh, I just... <laughs> the the last the last note I'll have is it's one thing like I, I fully expect the Flyers to like miss the playoffs again um, and Chuck Fletcher to get fired, but like and it would be one thing if he's like screwing up the Flyers for this year, but man the deals he's making are screwing up the Flyers for years to come. Like the next GM is going to have to dig their way out of a serious hole with like no draft capital like none that's the last thing i'll say on that cool do you want to ask me questions about my team oh yes uh i feel like it's less noteworthy because it's not johnny gaudreau and i've Feel like it's less of a tire fire, um, but how are how was your first taste of um, a, a Douglas D- Douglas Douglas uh, San Jose Sharks front office? It's weird. It's really weird, right? Like we haven't had a GM like our new GM in like fifteen years. It's been longer than that because I think Doug came in in two thousand three. So oh wow, closer to twenty years. So it's, mm-hmm. it's weird, man. I haven't agreed with everything. Mm-hmm. I was pretty underwhelmed by their draft. 
Um, and most of all, I'm just trying to figure out what the approach is right now. Um, mm. Well, for one, the Sharks have 23 guys signed. And they're under the cap by about 1.3 million. But mm. they still have five RFAs. <laughs> so something's got to give. Like some of these guys got to get moved. Some of these guys got to get sent back down. Clear waivers, whatever. Yeah. We're like Mario Ferraro is still an RFA. So we have three goalies on the roster. Like mm. three NHL goalies on the well, roster. That's never done. That's never done in the Sharks harm in the past now, has it? Uh, I mean, it hasn't really been a thing we've tried. Uh, um, I'm thinking of the Flyers again. Sorry. Yes. Well, there was the one year where you guys ran like eight goalies. So clown car of an organization yeah so uh can i ask you as an outsider Mm -hmm. third party neutral yep how did you feel about brent burns getting shipped off to carolina um i mean i I felt like that had to be the right move for the sharks because in my opinion what can they do but try to rebuild through the draft like is it correct me if i'm wrong but is this or is this not like tear it all down and start over well, it's not because they can't. And it's not really like they were rebuilding through the draft because they only got a third round pick. But are they going to try to compete? Like they got to move one way or another on that. Yeah, I guess in the sense of like, we're going to get worse to get better. Sure. But the trade itself, like it's not like they got a bunch of picks out of it. They just got a third round pick. Yeah. And, and a goaltending prospect and some random guy that I don't know. No. Can never have enough. You can never have too many random dudes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you were just talking about how the Sharks have too many random dudes and they decide. So uh, do you have any other insight on that or? Um, not really. Um, I thought it was an interesting move for the, the Hurricanes. Great. Get rid of Tony D'Angelo, bring in Brent Burns. I'd take that swap. I don't I know. I feel like I feel like people Burns. are overrating Brent Burns a little bit because he has points and played a lot. Right. Like remember, the most valuable yeah. defenseman statistic is time on ice, right? Well. And plus minus. Don't forget plus minus. Okay. So on the one hand, you think the return for Brent Burns was underwhelming. But on the other hand, you think people overvalue Brent Burns? Yes. Well, the problem with Brent Burns getting dealt is that he had like a three-team like clause. Like he he like his clause has three teams he can list that he could get traded to. Oh, okay. And Carolina was one of them. So there's not a whole lot of leverage there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the big things. But also yeah. like. And it's just one of those, well, the Sharks retaining salary, like a third of it is a little weird, but it still frees up over $5 million. And so it's nice to get out of one of those contracts. Um, so I think it's kind of a win-win for both teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, like nobody's taking on Eric Carlson's contract. Nobody is taking on Mark Edward Vlasic's contract. Um, and even if somebody wanted to, they're probably not going to because both of those guys have no move clauses. Um, you know, the team's not going to move. 
Logan Couture, who has a modified no trade. They just re-signed Tomas Hurdle, who has a no move. So there's not a whole lot you can do when it comes to, hey, let's clear house. Well, you can't because reasons, Mm -hmm. right? And it's also one of those situations where, well, the contract itself is is a no move clause, right? Like Eric Carlson getting paid eleven and a half million every year through twenty twenty seven is kind of a no move clause in and of itself. Mm. So it's like, sure, we get cap space. You know, it gives a guy like right. Ryan Merkley some more time, some more opportunities, right? Like for those out of the loop, you know. Ryan Merkley was Sharks' first-round pick in 2018. He was known as an offense-first defenseman whose defense really sucked as a prospect. I don't think that's really changed much. So the fact or the idea of running Carlson Burns Merkley down the right side for the foreseeable future is maybe not the most ideal NHL lineup. So I don't know. I, I think it frees up some opportunities for Merkley. It frees up some salary moving forward. And um, I don't know, just the whole thing that the Sharks have done the last like couple of weeks or last week or so, it's been really weird because, again, they have way too many bodies. Like some people have got to go. But also it's like, okay, so you're trying to make the team better by adding some actual NHL depth, which has been a problem for the last like couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yep, Oscar like, Lindblom. Yeah, like Lindblom. Def, there we go. Um, you know, they added Matt Benning, right? Uh, Nico Sturm, Stanley Cup champion Nico Sturm. But then on the other hand, you're trading a third-round pick for a guy in Luke Cunning who doesn't really do anything other than score occasionally. So, mm, you know, and it's like – yeah. I'm still trying. I still think the idea is we're going to miss the playoffs. Let's try to, especially this upcoming year when the draft is really good, right? Like, you know, we're probably going to finish like eighth in the lottery standings and maybe, maybe we'll get something out of it. Right. And I, I don't know. It's just very confusing. Does that make any sense? Am I making any sense? I feel like I'm talking. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And it is, I, do you think we're still feeling the uh, aftermath of the Sharks going all in on a cup run? Oh, yeah. Is, is, is that still handcuffing well, I mean, what all, they can do? All of these contracts are, right, like the Hurdle, Couture, um, Carlson, Vlasic contracts. We're all, we're not going to be able to replace, um, you know, like back in 2016, 17, 18, 19, right? They knew that, um, you know, this team, we're not going to be able to replace those guys to the draft. And we're not probably, you know, those guys don't come around in free agency. Right. So we've got to keep these guys around to keep the window alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now you've got all these older guys on really expensive contracts with term, because that's what you, I mean, back when they were signed, the whole point was we're going to try to keep the window alive for three, four years. Well, the window's gone, but you're left with the contracts. It's very similar to what happened to Detroit um, 
you know, around 2013, 14, 15, 16. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any other random miscellaneous thoughts on the sharks? Not really. I'm because I'm still in this like mode of trying to figure out like everything. Yeah. You know, so. All right. So my idea is we just kind of go rapid fire and a bunch of free agency deals. Okay. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. Um, No prep for this. Of course. You're talking about deals that have already been made. Yes. So, I mean, we'll start with the obvious one with Johnny Goudreau. Um, Mm. So that's, yeah. If I were to rank beforehand, like teams that I thought um, would end up with Johnny Goudreau, Columbus probably would have been like 31. Yeah. Other than like Edmonton. Uh, I would put put Seattle behind them. I would, I would put Seattle. Yeah. But Seattle, but at least have the space. Right. Like I know that the whole point was to get closer to family. Right. But yeah, you know, they got cap space. You could be the face of the franchise. Right. But yeah, Columbus wild, wild. Um, It it just, somebody brought this up and I don't know how accurate this is, but like he just refused to sign with the devils and the Islanders. Uh, because he was a Flyers fan and didn't want to sign with a Flyers rival. I'm not so, sure how much like, I Columbus that. was the next one that you could. I mean, I don't, I don't, that's, I can't think of any other explanations. Like it's but, just, he's not going to win a cup there anytime soon. I don't think. Clip that and look, ask me how I feel about that in another few years, but. But um, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think what else, what other teams would be around. We're thinking two thumbs up for Columbus here. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it, the only thing would be is, the, is, mm, is Columbus ready to compete? That's the only thing, because I don't know if this fits. I mean, but if it's Johnny, you know, if you got a chance to sign Johnny Gaudreau, you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you do that every yeah. time, right? Like they got him, they well, got him in under somebody. 10. Somebody alert Chuck Fletcher. Well, they got him in under ten million. That's pretty good. Just under ten million. People go on and on about the stat of like, oh, nobody, you know, making, you know, ten million or more has made the Stanley Cup final. But it's like, you know what? <laughs> it's under ten million. So it's under ten million, and you know who to blame for that? The NHL um, with their consistent flat cap. Well, COVID was the reason for that. Well, yes. And that's going to be the other thing is, right? Like the cap's going to go up. So, you know, yeah, that yeah. 9.75 million is going to take up a smaller piece of the pie for Columbus every year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full. Uh, also, like, this was just another, like, general thing before I move on to the next one. Is everybody in the East going to be good? Like other than like the flyers, no offense. No, no, I, I'm mad at them too. Um, like Montreal and Buffalo probably can't hang with the rest of the conference either. 
But you can make no. arguments for them not being like totally embarrassing, right? What about the Capitals? Are the Capitals going to be good? We still got Ovi. They'll be fine. I mean, I know that was my argument in the playoffs, but. Uh, the know. health status of Backstrom and Tom Wilson will make it complicated. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're going to get a good run for their money from the rest of the division, right? Like New Jersey's trying to get back into the playoffs with all their young talent. That's the one I don't believe. I don't really believe New Jersey is going to be good. You know, <laughs> right? You know, you always got the, the Hurricanes, the Penguins, the Rangers, right? You know, and then the Atlantic division, God help everybody in that division. Some team is going to be pretty decent in this out in the playoffs. Right? Like Detroit's trying to take steps yeah. forward. Ottawa went ballistic this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right? Like the whole thing is just ridiculous. But all right. So um, up next, your boy, uh, Claude Giroux, heading home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the centers, I give this an A. I'm yeah. biased. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hide it. Three years, six and a half per. That's fine, right? And Flyers like, could have given him. No, they couldn't. Never mind. They're up against the get. The Flyers should have given him six and a half years. Six and a half years. Six six and a half mil. Whatever. <laughs> That's a steal. Right, like Ottawa. Or at oh least had a uh, cap space to burn, right? So six and a half million on Claude Giroux is not the worst idea in the world. It's great. They still have eleven point six million with six guys to sign. So, oh my gosh, they might actually be good. They might, or I think th- I'm thinking they're going to replace the Panthers because I don't know what the Panthers are going to do. I don't know, man. That defense is either bad or everybody on that defense is either bad or young. Uh, Who the with the exception of Shabbat. Or the, so, oh, yeah, yeah. With the, the Senators. And their goaltending is not super great either. So that should be fun. But no, the idea of, hey, let's grab Brady Kachuk, uh, could, Josh Norris. They could go after uh, Klingberg. Claude Giroux and Debrinket all together. Plus Tim Stutzla, right? You know, like that's, there's at least a reason to to turn the the Senators on next year, right? Yeah. That's and that's more that you could save for the Senators in like a decade. I mean, you don't need to um, decades pushing it, but uh, you know, Ottawa doesn't need to make the playoffs next year, right? You know, they could finish, you know a few points out of the playoffs. And I think people would look at it as a successful season. Yeah. Like most of those guys are, you know, 25 or younger. So meanwhile, old man Giroux is sitting there at 34. Ah, but he's still got it. He's still really good. Yeah. Is he the same guy he was in like 2012? No, but no, who of us isn't right. So yeah, I, I think that's a perfectly fine fine deal. Yeah. Also important for these guys in their 30s, short term as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in Blatt. case Claude Drew wants to go somewhere where he can win a cup at the age of 37, he can. There you go. Uh, Andre Plot, uh, who got 
six million for five years each with New Jersey. Oh, um, I think that I give it a B. I think for New Jersey, I give it an A for Palat. I don't know if six million might be a a lot for him. Oh, it's a great deal for Palat. Are you kidding me? Fantastic deal for Palat. Right? Like you win I, two Stanley Cups and you almost yeah. get a third and then you cash in again, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't like it for New Jersey. This is like a, we didn't fine. get. I mean, they're adding adding value to their team. I like the way Palat plays. I think he's yeah, good. I don't like, know if he's, I, I think they probably overpaid for him, I think is the real issue with that contract. Well, the big problem is that he's 31 and they handed him term, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that too. But the other thing is that it feels like a we didn't get Johnny Goudreau consolation prize. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It feels like a we have cap space, so we're going to spend it either way. And like, I, I get yeah. the pressure to like make the playoffs. Cause I feel like we're on year four of being like, hey, the Devils, they, they, they yep. be, you know, like being the trendy pick to like make the playoffs. And I won't believe the devil is as a playoff team until I see it. That's like fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. But uh good. Yeah, I yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of handing like older guys like term. It just usually doesn't end well. But I feel like that was my gut reaction to a lot of things this offseason was either a why are you spending that much money on that guy or b why did you give him that much money right or how did you give him that much term right it's just i mean the salary cap is going up yeah so hopefully i don't know it could work out for them yeah i just uh, i don't know i'm not the biggest fan of that but um that's it's all right i think Speaking of handing term to guys, the the thing that I think about that is the team did get better. The team got better. Well, hopefully. Um, Speaking of handing guys term, uh, Vincent Trocheck, seven years, five point six and a quarter per. Yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly fills a need, particularly after Copper left. Like they need, they need more. They they need more than three forwards on that team. Well, yeah, like that's the problem with the Rangers. Like, like I feel like the Rangers found the situation that like no NHL team wants to be in, in that they don't have enough centers. Right? Every team builds from like the centers and the back line out. Right? That's how I feel, at least. So. Centers yeah. are Mika, Trocek, Cheadle, uh, and Ryan Carpenter or Barclay Goodrow. So even after this deal, it's not the best center group. Like, is that is are those really the centers you want to go into a second round matchup against the Penguins with? No. Or even a first yeah. round matchup against the Penguins with. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I don't think he's a substantial upgrade over what they had previously. I get why they I, mean, let, I get why they let Strom and Cop walk in free agency, but yeah, that's the thing is now you I, I do think they have to if you let those guys walk, you have to 
find basically this is a signing where they're going to have to add another player that I think really improves the team in order in order to be a better overall team. It's funny. Um, Cop is has the same AAV, um, but he has two fewer years, and he's a year younger. Hmm. It's really interesting that those two came in like that. Maybe Cop has found the secret. Don't get your term yet. Wait on the term. I'm just saying that like one deal would be better than um, than the other. Speaking of Cop to the Red Wings, I do love that acquisition. But then yeah. again, I am an Andrew Cop stan. I my problem with free agency is that I, I just always feel like the teams that use free agency for we're going to find somebody for our third line or our you know our bottom pairing second pairing and we're not going to expect anything more out of those guys that's where i feel like teams do well Mm. it's just when you know you look at you know when when there's not a johnny goudreau you know i think it's when teams get into trouble right when teams value they want to make a splash so they yeah. go for the splash and then put more expectations on their player than they should. Yeah. Like ideally, like your first two centers would be guys you drafted. I, I mean, ideally, but not, not every team is the Pittsburgh Steelers or Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins. Right. You know, like I'm still thinking about Akersher Stadium. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, they took the Heinz bottles down. But yeah. Um, let's see. We kind of mentioned Strom a little bit. Um, oh, and, and kind of uh, Andre Burakovsky getting five and a half for five years from Seattle is interesting. I think it's yeah. kind of in the same book uh, as New Jersey, where it's we're going to go spend money in free agency because we have a whole lot of cap space and consequences be damned, right? Um, is Andre In- Burkowski still good at 27? Sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. That team is coached by Dave Axtell. Yeah, that's not. I have recipe. no commentary on that. It's just. It's not a recipe for success. I'm all, I'm all in favor of like people can grow and get better, particularly in the professional realm. But the, I haven't seen too many examples of NHL coaches like improving once they become a head coach i don't know does that make sense yeah are you saying that like every coaching right like, are you saying that like every coach's like stops are the same sort of or at least or like i don't think san jose pete DeBoer, and vegas pete DeBoer are very different no Oh. But um, I mean, Burakovsky is like the the guy that they that they need in Seattle, right? Like they need a scoring forward and five by five and a half. Yeah, they need something bad. to be excited about in Seattle. I just I don't know. I I just always get a little hesitant when teams go out into free agency and need to find the guy. Yeah, right. Like he's not gonna he's gonna have to be more of the guy, much more of the guy than he had to be in. Uh, in Colorado, right? So, I don't know. It should be interesting. I mean, like, like that's the kind of 
um, move that Seattle need to make. But uh, I don't know. That's fair. The history of teams successfully finding goal scoring in free agency is fraught with peril. At Eichel. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to like dig through these and see if there's anything super interesting. What do you um what do you make of Nazem Kadri still on the market? It's interesting because I thought he would be the guy that people would overpay for. Right? Like he's a yeah. center coming off a career year where he had like a million points mm-hmm. and he had a good playoff run when healthy. Right? Like that's the kind of guy you yeah. who hits free agency and gets like eight by eight or whatever, right? Or seven by seven, seven by eight. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it hasn't happened is a little strange. And it's not like there aren't teams that um don't or that you know it's like there are plenty of teams out there that need center depth. Mm-hmm. So well, his last cap hit was four and a half mil. Um I imagine he probably gets a he gets a pay increase. He probably gets closer to closer to eight, I would imagine. Well who's gonna I don't know if there are that many teams that have eight million dollars in cap space available. and that's gonna be the problem. Hmm. I don't know. Like Calgary has some free space. Wait, well, yeah, <laughs> a bunch just opened up, didn't it? Oh, right. that would. <clears throat> yeah, but if you're if you're a Calgary Flames fan and you just lost Johnny Gaudreau, and they go, "Hey, here's Nazem Kadri." Yeah, I mean that's good, but like the deciding factor in. Um... What happens in Calgary is probably the uh, Matthew Kachuk if he wants to stay long term, mm. right? If he doesn't want to stay, then um, that whole team is rebuilding, right? Oh, that's so sad because I I feel like they just like a few years ago became like this is our playoff window, and they have they won a playoff series? No, they won uh, they won one this year. No, they did. Yeah, they did. They beat they beat the Kings this year. They beat the Kings. Okay. They beat the Kings this year, Alberta, but that was second round. I don't know if you want to count it because it was only five games and it was in the bubble, but they beat the Jets in, in the bubble. Okay. Um, That's two. They've won two playoff series. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the thing, right? It was like Johnny Goudreau had like the kind of the choker label on him mm-hmm. heading into this year. So, um, well, but yeah, uh, let's see. Who else do we want to talk about? Were there any signings that you really liked oh i was gonna go in a completely different direction okay because i already i feel like we've already talked about the signings i like um john klingberg's still on the market yeah that one's strange uh i wonder i wonder because you, you mentioned ottawa's defense is struggling they have cap space they could go after john klingberg and really make this interesting. I think hmm. that would be. Yeah, well, that was kind of, um, I don't know, man. Klingberg is kind of a weird case. Because, um, I mean, like, you know, kind of like Goudreau, I think Goudreau is a way better player, but like players like Klingberg don't usually hit free agency. Right. 
So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to figure out where exactly he could end up. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, the big thing is teams with space. And there's not a lot of them. Then teams that need, uh, you know, need another blue liner. And you know what would be funny? If, if Columbus suddenly decided that they're going to spend on free agents and they became actually pretty good. I don't think they have much space left. Yeah. How do they not, Who left. are they paying other than Johnny Goodrow? Well, they have 24 dudes signed, but um, playing, paying uh, your boy Voracek money. Some serious oh. money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nyquist and Bjorkstrand are both making over 5 oh. million. Zach Wierenski. Oh, they backed the um, oh. Brinks truck up for Eric Branson for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Our boy Elvis, though. That's not necessarily a bad signing. No. I mean, it's kind of expensive, but it's a, it's a good goalie, so do it, you know? All right. Um, last thing. Who yeah. came out of this kind of off-season blitz to you as a team that really made a big improvement? Most improved team? The Ottawa Senators. I think that's that feels like the easy pick to make. I don't know. Maybe I'm going too obvious. Well, I say that. Is Johnny Goudreau enough to tip the scales in Columbus's favor? That's an, I think that's an interesting debate there as far as most improved. I think Ottawa is more likely to make the playoffs out of those two. I know. I think Columbus has the easier division. <laughs> I've, uh, maybe. But who's more likely to squeeze into a wild card if it comes down to it? It still might be Columbus because they don't have to play all the Atlantic teams so many times. Hmm. Hmm. right like are the islanders really going to be that much better than last year um you know washington could take some steps back i don't think columbus is i think columbus is kind of in the same area maybe a little worse than new jersey i think i don't i think the islanders are gonna be bad well yeah they're kind of in the world of we're old and not good so yeah there's that i mean the hurricanes are good still yeah well the hurricanes are that's you know what this should be the hurricanes division to lose i don't know aside from ottawa i -hmm. think carolina is such an interesting team with what they've done in their off season not only did they go but you're also nerds nerds always say carolina not only did they go out and grab brent burns they basically Mm -hmm. got a top six winger for free um in Max Pacioretty, already, right? Like I could go oh, on yeah. and on about how badly Vegas has managed their whole situation, but Carolina getting Max Pacioretty ready to fill out their top six is such a good move. And it's such a Carolina move. So good. Yeah. Like good on them. that was, that was one of the more, I guess, I don't want to say like under the radar things, but that was Easily, easily a win, right? Like they only have Patcheretti for another year. He they can fit mm-hmm. him under the cap. Under the cap, they've got four million dollars in cap with four roster spots to fill, but that's okay, right? Like 
they just got him for free and they got Brent Burns at a discount. Like that's a solid off season and they return much of the same team from last year. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be their division to lose, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see though. Anybody else you feel like talking about? Um, well, let me see. I mean, uh, Chicago Chicago is clearly the uh, biggest loser uh, of everything. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like like Montreal was a team that might have gotten better, but also just did a lot of stuff just to do stuff. Yeah. At the same time. Um, Did um, they got PLD? No, no, not yet. That's the rumor. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was official yet. Right, like um, getting Dadanov as a captain from Vegas is nice. Um, yeah. They've got a, a developmental project with Kirby Doc with one of Maybe. their first round picks. Like, yeah, I don't really think anybody is going to come out big winners from that three person deal. And it to me, it also screamed, hey, we're hosting the draft. Let's make a move. Yeah. But it's a, it was at least I interesting. Mean, they went off the board, but their first round draft pick too. Like that was, I don't know if it's that was kind of weird. Board, but he's just it was like, it was like they the, didn't go um, with the consensus number one. Kind of, he it was like what the Jags did with their with their uh, first overall pick because it's like all of a sudden, hey, this guy, first overall pick, yeah, right. So anyway, unless you've got anything else, I'm good. Um, well, I don't know if we're gonna record next week. Um, in the event that we don't record next week, uh, happy early birthday. Thank you. All righty. So I think that's going to do it for <laughs> us this episode. Um, make sure, if you made it this far, thanks. Um, it's been a long one. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, yeah, appreciate it. Um, but yeah, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at grit per 60 pod. You can follow me on Twitter at beefarrel 727 and you can follow TC on Twitter at TC underscore nine zero four. Thank you for listening and have a good one.